That is just us. And for some of you who are Sweet Honey and the Rock fans, they kind of remind us a little bit of Sweet Honey. But uh, our own version of Sweet Honey. And I kind of felt like we were taken to a different place there. I don't know, kind of a Jesus jazz club in New York City or something like that. <laughs> you can be thankful that I at least have some measure of self-discipline because while they were singing, I was so tempted to kind of get up and just kind of do this little... Uh, <laughs> Little, little uh, jazz dance thing, which I didn't do. So we were all spared. Again, something to be grateful for during this Thanksgiving season. <laughs> Most of you avoided my turkey and my dancing, so you can be grateful. <laughs> my prayer for us as I've preached the last few Sundays is that this would not just be a holiday season, but really a holy day season. And I've talked about some tools, spiritual tools that will help make that happen. I've talked about the importance of taking a risky change and being intentional about approaching the holidays differently this season. I talked about redefining giving and making it true, something that comes from our hearts. I've talked about being a people of grace during this season and how we'll really need that grace during some of those stressful moments and how if we experience that real grace there will be a spiritual transformation that happens inside of us. Today I want to offer the fourth tool to make this a holy season. It's a tool that will take that spiritual transformation that we've talked about even further. It's the tool of real presence. During this season, there will be lots of stuff pulling us in different directions. Stuff that can pull us away from the deepest meaning of the season. So my prayer for all of us is that every day, every moment, we would know the presence of the living Christ. That we would view this season through a larger perspective. That it would have a greater depth for all of us. And that's what today's scripture is talking about. It is talking about the experience of Daniel when he most needed the presence of God and when God came through. What was happening is the family of Daniel, his friends, his nation were captive. They'd been overtaken by the Babylonians. They were away from home. Many of their friends and families had died during this time. So we see a people who are experiencing lots of pain and suffering. Many of them had given up on God. Not only were they not experiencing the presence of God, they didn't even believe in God anymore. They felt that God had let them down. Sometimes when we're going through really difficult times, it's easy for us to feel that God's not there. Well, that's what was happening in today's scripture. Many of the people felt that God had abandoned them, that God wasn't there. And yet Daniel inside himself still had this deep belief that God could still be found. And so scripture describes how he went to his bed and he gazed for that deeper vision. He expected God to be present. He expected God to come through. And what happened as he gazed for that deeper vision is that God came through in a very dramatic way. 
And what he saw was a vision of a deeper spiritual authority. What he saw was a vision of an eternity beyond his present circumstances. He came to a deeper place of belief. And he was able to share that with those around him. And his spiritual transformation had an impact on all who knew him. And today we continue to hear his story. How God will offer us that powerful presence if we will simply gaze long enough to see and know that presence. One question that comes through in this scripture is, how present is God? The vision of God that Daniel had raises a primary question. How present is our God? The message of Daniel 7 is that God is present. Events and circumstances may be beyond us, even beyond our understanding. Yet, God is present. How present is our God? God is present to every aspect of your life. What areas of your life appear out of control? Money? Relationships, your home, your family, whatever they are, take them before God, for as Peter writes, cast all your anxiety on God because God cares for you. How present is our God? God has been present in the past. God is present in this moment and will remain present into our future. Today you may be in that place where you're having a hard time knowing the presence of God because of the presence of other things around you. The presence of that big pile of bills. The, the presence of that icy relationship. The, the presence of, of fear or grief. One thing to note is that the circumstances did not immediately change in this scripture. Daniel had this vision and it's not like poof, the people were suddenly free. God does not promise to remove suffering from our lives. In fact, one of the reasons that Jesus came was to show us that we can suffer and come out on the other side. But what God has promised is to be present with us in the suffering. One of the challenges we all have is to see God as God really is. Our tendency is to try to domesticate God to turn God into a God who will simply fetch what we want at any given moment, or to consumerize God, to turn God into a vending machine where we push a button and what we want comes out. Part of what happens in this scripture is that Daniel sees a side of God that Daniel had never seen before, a God who could not be domesticated, contained, or consumerized. A God beyond himself, a God of deeper comprehension, a God of amazing mystery, a God beyond that stack of bills or that long list of ills, a deeper, truer God. So that's the next question. What kind of God do we see to that God that's present? What does Daniel see? Above all, Daniel sees beyond 
to a God who is greater than any limited version. God sees that the ways of God are beyond his understanding. God is always present and approachable. Yet, does that mean God is like us? Sometimes we give God so many human characteristics that there's not enough godness left in our understanding of God to reveal a mature faith. God is beyond who we are. God is not bound by our limits or confined by the barriers that block us. Yet God chooses to be present with us. That means that when we trust God, we are in touch with the one who has power and love beyond what we can ever imagine. Daniel helps us to see that one of God's primary characteristics, it's mystery. Think of it this way. If we could fully comprehend God, then God wouldn't be God at all. <laughs> Challenge. Let's stop trying to bring God down to our size. <laughs> Let's stop projecting. Let's stop imagining that God is more like us than what we might like to admit. That our God is a God deeper than our petty prejudices. Sometimes we take the same boundaries that separate us from each other and we try to surround God with those same boundaries. The call of God today is, let me be God. I want to be your people. But quit trying to turn me into you. (laughs) Instead, take the deeper challenge to be a people with a character more like mine. How does that happen? It happens by getting closer and closer to the presence of God. We become like who we are around. (laughs) I've seen that happen in relationships. (laughs) The longer couples together, the more they can become alike in some ways and begin to finish their sentences. That's not always a good thing in human relationships. (laughs) But what if we get so close to God that God begins to finish our sentences. Imagine what our church and community would be like if God would begin to finish our sentences. For example, she is such a beautiful person. (laughs) I can't believe he made that decision. What was he thinking? Maybe, maybe thinking further than what we'd thought before. Maybe he was thinking of something I hadn't thought of yet. Imagine if God began to finish our sentences. When we get close to someone, we begin to become like them in some way. And imagine if we got so close to Christ that we became more and more like Christ. So that's the third challenge of this scripture. The challenge of this scripture is to ask the question, how present is God? And then, who is this God? And the third question is, how present to God are we? God's present to us. 
but how present will we decide to be? This is where the tool becomes real. The challenge I want to extend to us as a congregation is to be determined every day to be close to the presence of Christ. And to aid with that, I have prepared this beautiful pink sheet. And it has some questions and some ideas about how we can get close to the real presence of Christ. There's some challenging stuff in here. Pick and choose what works for you. You'll see that I have a letter. One of the things I challenge us to do, however, is something I'd like us to do as a full community. If you can only do one thing that's suggested here, this is what I would like to offer. My challenge for us as a congregation is for us to be connected to a deeper vision by every day during the Advent and holiday season, spending some time in prayer between noon and 1 p.m. What would happen if every member and friend of resurrection spent some time between noon and 1 p.m. every day praying for Christ to be alive in our community and in this church? Imagine the prayers that will be going out through this entire region. And those of you who travel will be praying perhaps in other countries or other cities. But imagine the power of that. Now, you may be driving during that time, and so I would note that it's okay to pray with your eyes open. (laughs) That may be a wise decision. (laughs) In fact, it probably is a wise decision. (laughs) But to spend some time. Some of you who have more time in your schedule maybe can spend that entire hour in prayer. But I believe that God wants to do a work of spiritual transformation and relational transformation in our congregation. And that will happen as we pray together. What would the real presence of Christ look like if we truly lived it? I would like to go ahead and name this. If we as a congregation practice the real presence of Christ every day during this season, here will be some of the results. A deeper and growing union with Christ. Living a new way by letting go of needs to manipulate, compete, or control. Receiving each moment as sacred. Abiding in Christ so that you see Christ in those who drain, irritate, and anger you. (laughs) Wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Seeing yourself through God's eyes rather than the eyes of others. There would be no self-esteem issues if we saw ourselves through God's eyes. Finding Christ as your joy, sorrow, emptiness, and fullness. Experiencing Christ in the full range of what life brings. And then remaining open and teachable at all moments. Daniel was transformed with the vision that he received in today's scripture. But it was partly because he was willing to be open enough to gaze on the word. And then let that word transform him. Something else we would receive from this is a trust. A trust that even though we may not know where the next step is taking us, we can trust that God is with us in that step. Made me think of a little girl named Jennifer. And her grandfather had died, so they were moving the grandmother into assisted living. And this was all very confusing. Jennifer was eight years old, and 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 she'd watched her grandfather die. She saw her grandmother moving. She was used to where her grandmother had always been. It's like her world was, was really shifting around her. She had lots of fears and lots of questions, like many of us do when we see the unknown. But she asked her grandmother, 
she said, what happens after you die? Where is granddad? Are you afraid to die? I'm afraid to die. And her grandmother said to her, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to die. I don't know what all it's going to be like when I die, but I'm not afraid. Jennifer said, well, why aren't you afraid? And the grandmother said, well, I know that, I know that Christ is going to be there. I know that Christ will keep me safe. It's going to be okay there. And Jennifer, being an eight-year-old skeptic, said, how do you know that? Have you ever been there? <laughs> and Grandma wasn't quite sure how to handle that one. But about that time, there was a scratching on the door into that living room they were just moving into. Grandma went up to open the door, and her little dog, Dibble, just came dashing into the living room. And immediately, Jennifer started hugging and kissing Dibble, and that's when it all clicked for Grandma. She said, Jennifer, Dibble has never been in this room before. Dibble didn't know what was going to be here. But Dibble knew that you and I were here. And so he fearlessly came in, knowing he was home and he would be received. When we experience the presence of Christ, there is this love that lets us know we are safe beyond our fears. We don't have to know every detail. We don't have to know what we'll be meeting and facing even this coming week because we know that there is that loving presence that will keep us safe, keep us home, and keep us real. We can live with trust. We can know who God is. We can trust that presence. We can trust that love. Christ is greater than our fears. If you're comfortable, take the hand of someone nearby as we go to our God in prayer. God of grace and God of love and God of mercy, God of a powerful present, help us again to be humble enough to not constantly try to define you. Instead, help us to be humble enough to let you define us. God, you know how we are. We have our control issues, and you know they're fear-based. So may the perfect love of your presence cast out these fears, that we may look at each other and see you, that we may experience you more fully and more deeply, that we may live fearlessly in the eternal now. Through your presence, take us back again and again and again to what's essential. May this holiday season indeed be a holy day season lived with people sharing transformed lives. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on us as individuals. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on this your church. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on your world and hear the prayers of your people who pray. Amen.